Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. So I've been thinking a lot about partial living. The idea that we are diluting ourselves, we are kind of doing things, we're partially in and partially out. And I believe so much of this comes from the feeling of staying in the safe harbor, keeping one foot in the known. And we have sort of fallen in this trickery that by being in comfort in the known, that is safe. And I want to sort of shake and rattle us a little bit today to understand that this is not the harbor of safety. As a matter of fact, leaning in and being all in and giving our best and being our best and just let, allowing every experience in our lives, the experience of us, the experience in our relationships, the experience in our business, the experience of our health. What if we stopped believing that safety was what we've always done. And instead we completely unleash and unravel ourselves into audacious choice, bold action, and really declared for ourselves once and for all that we realize there is no dress rehearsal. The fear of not fulfilling our potential of not living full out is scarier, has more fear involved than staying where we are. And I believe we're settling. And a lot of people would not want to hear this. We don't want to admit it. And it is something that is very unattractive, I know. But let's just hold ourselves accountable to the ways we can stay in the mundane, where we are tolerating partial. It can come in many forms. I wrote this out and I want to read this to you. It it just flowed out of me this morning and realizing that it's coming from a place where I have acknowledged some things about myself. So this is not a pointing a finger conversation. This is about some things that I am realizing about myself. I am owning and I have signed up in life to constantly be an evolution. That is a pillar and intention a must in my life. And because I signed up for that, there is constant lessons, constant realizations, and some stuff that, frankly, when I look in the mirror, I don't even really want to see. I'd rather just ignore, but that is not what comes from the evolution and being all in for my life. I have to take radical responsibility for who I am and how I'm being and how I'm showing up. And it has really been some big realizations lately that I wanted to share. But I was sitting down this morning thinking about how I see the world, myself as a participant in the world and, and the ways in which partial living is showing up. And it comes to this, it's inner child wounds that are currently running around on legs. I see that so vividly right now in our world, literal inner child wounds on legs running around frantically. It's watered down versions of ourselves. It's the kind of living existence. It's lukewarm leadership. It's just enough, but yet not enough. It's moments of energy matched with really quick depletion. It's a roller coaster ride that we're taking ourselves and everybody else on. It's barely tasting potential. It's the illusion of comfort in the known. 
It's the pointing of fingers and the resistance to taking personal responsibility. It's the guarded heart that isn't able to be fully seen or even acknowledged. It's the business that's doing just okay. It's the dreams dimmed with the excuse of humility. It's the relationships that stay in convenience. It's the parenting that holds some regret. It's the launch that never got the fullness of our passion. It's the straddling of what if it works and what if it doesn't. It's the in-between where it's neither good nor bad. And it takes audacity, friends, to stop participating in that. And it doesn't need to be the full list. Maybe one thing on that jumped out at you. Maybe there was one point where you felt the pierce, the, oh, I feel seen. I, I am, I'm in that. I am participating. I am choosing to participate in that. And what if today this masterclass was the thing that just give you a little shake, just a little one, not a vigorous one, but enough that it rattled you into really identifying areas that you are being partial and where you can now own, change, shift, and become all in. I teach about these pillars. If you go back to the beginning of 2022, there's a masterclass really dedicated to each of these pillars, but I wanted to walk through them because I really do feel we all share these same foundations and pillars in our lives. And the first one is us. So how I see many people, myself included, so remember, I'm, I, this is an inclusive conversation, but where I see us being partial is this idea that our story, our journey, things along that journey. So maybe for you, there has been a divorce. Maybe for you, you have a strained relationship with your child. Maybe for you, you started a business and it never took off. Maybe for you, you have a broken relationship with a parent. There's so many things. There's so many micro and macro traumas that are a part of our human experience. But the difference in partial versus audacious living is partial living is we feel ashamed and afraid of those stories, those circumstances, those experiences being used against us, that somehow this has damaged us, that somehow we are ashamed, embarrassed. We don't want people to know. So we are this watered down version. We're spending so much time avoiding those conversations, avoiding the true healing, really doing the dirty work, right? This is not fun. Healing and working through our past traumas is not fun, but it is the most worthwhile thing you could do in your entire life. If there's nothing else you do right now, but stop to heal and really lean into these areas that are still feeling like they leave a sting, where you are still feeling shame or fear or brokenness around these things. First of all, let me remind you, you do not need to be fixed and you are not broken. So the healing will show you that. And it will also reveal something to you. And this is where audacious living is. The revelation will be that when you heal and you realize your story and all the things you have walked through is your superpower and your edge in this world, you start to edify the journey you have been on. 
you start to realize this is what differentiates you amongst everybody else. Because nobody in this entire world has ever walked in your shoes, your experience, your life. And so what you start to realize is, wow, look at all the things I have overcome. Shoot, I'm resilient. I am strong. Oh my goodness, I didn't even recognize how forgiving I am. Oh, wow. This has made me into such a compassionate leader. I I feel people deeply. I see them. I hold space for them. Do you understand that all of this is for you? But in order to move the meter from partial watered down version of yourself that's still trying to hide and and cover up the journey, if instead you rip that cover off and you do the healing and the work, On the other side is this audacious version of yourself that is so proud and honors and shares and owns their journey to realize that every single thing they overcame was a chip and a chisel into the masterpiece you are. And you also start to create great confidence in yourself, realizing that no matter what's coming down the road, because I realize what I've already overcome, I know I'm going to be okay. I know that all these fears of what ifs, what if I show up on social media and somebody's mean to me? What if I start this business and it doesn't work out? What if I hire my team and it doesn't happen and my business doesn't grow and I'm responsible for all these people? All these what ifs, these stories, these things we're trying to avoid, you'll start to lean into them and realize, oh, but what if it works? And I actually trust myself. I trust myself to be able to hold these things and to really work through any challenge that's coming down the path towards me because history tells me the evidence shows that I've got what it takes. So you is the first pillar and giving the world all of you, not the pretty parts, but the full version. I believe and I hope that you see that through me, that no matter what level of success you generate in your life. We are all figuring things out. None of us have it figured out, nor will we ever have it figured out. That is not the actual jackpot, okay? There is no pot at the end of the rainbow where once we find that we've, we've landed, life is always evolving and growing. I signed up to evolve and grow. So of course, Life is going to constantly give me opportunities to see my lessons in action, to see the capacity I have to witness my leadership, of course. And if it weren't doing that, that means I'm stagnant, I'm partial, and I'm kind of in. The second pillar is relationships. Relationships is a tricky one because two people are involved. And relationships for me can mean anything. It could be a marriage, a partnership. It could be someone on your team. It could be a client. It could be a friend. It could be a parent. Relationships, I I really look at as an umbrella. But here's the thing I'm really starting to see and see vividly, especially in myself, is how sometimes we fall into the convenience of a relationship It's a convenient one. We know each other. We've been doing this for long enough that it's simple. It's easy. At least it feels that way. But what can happen is we create relationships that don't evolve and grow alongside of us. 
and we worry about things, don't we? I know so many people I work with who are worried that, oh my goodness, if I generate this success, what will happen to my marriage? I remember saying that. And you know what? The best advice my mentor gave me, and I want to give it to you right now, is, okay, Jen, so what if he can't hold the success? And what if it does strain your marriage? And what if all that you're feeling comes to fruition? Are you going to be okay? Yeah, it's not what I want, but I'd be okay. And she flipped it on me and she said, and what if you actually gave him the benefit of the doubt? And what if that never happened? What if your success was never something that stifled your relationship or hurt your relationship or sacrificed your relationship? What if he is ready and willing and excited and will celebrate and hold this with you? You're, you're assuming. And that was a very eye-opening experience for me. I was, I was really held back by that. I was worried about that. And this really led me into this whole discovery of codependency and really learning about codependency and how I shape shift and want to keep people comfortable around me. And it all leads back to people pleasing and caring what people think. And I know I'm not alone in that. So maybe you're sitting here listening to it going, yes, that's me. Or maybe it's a best friend for you. Maybe your best friend's made a couple of snarky remarks like, oh, don't get too successful. Are you going to change? Are you going to leave me behind? I've had a friend say that to me. I'm worried you're going to outgrow me. And so what is our tendency when we are partial and partially in a relationship? It's like, oh, dim down, dim down, stay comfortable and not even stay comfortable. Make sure everybody around us is comfortable. And so it's always this watered down version of ourselves. And it's not fair to ourselves. And it's not fair to the person we're in relationship with because we're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. We're not allowing them to calibrate up with us. And they're not really getting the full versions of us. We're not really being our total selves. We're we're showing up in a way that's performative. It also can show up in business. You can have a relationship with someone on your team who's just a little too comfortable. And so how that shows up for me sometimes is this skewed client relationship where I start treating people who I have employed as clients when I'm the client. So I'm going and buying them coffee when I go to meet them versus allowing them to treat me where I'm being overly grateful, like they're doing me a favor, forgetting that I'm actually paying them to do a job. So I don't know if this shows up for you, but again, another codependent way that I am still working through. This is very much a work in progress for me, but these are ways that I shape shift to make sure people are comfortable and to always be really grateful but it is not really the full version of myself and I'm not allowing them to experience the full version of myself. So what happens is we start to have cracks in integrity where people start to take advantage, where people start to take you for granted, where people start to feel like you're leaving them behind simply because you're not bringing them along. So to move from these partial relationships, these ones that are are kind of okay. They're convenient. We're like comfortable in the mundane to move them and elevate them is for us to trust ourselves and trust others that they can hold who we are. And if they can't, 
sometimes there is a relationship that just has come to completion. It's expired. It had its day. It, it, it's a beautiful chapter. Not everything has to end with this weird drama. It could just simply be that that is complete and we're complete and we can move along in our lives and honor each other and be grateful for our time together. But you know what? We're just going separate directions. This is okay, friends. This is okay. My mom used to say to me, and as I get older and older and and experience more and more of life, I really start to see what this means and, and, and what she meant. She'd say, Jen, at the end of your life, if you can count really good friends, like the kind of friends you would tell anything to on one hand, you've lived a really rich life. And I used to think that was so small. Like, what do you mean? I want to have tons of people. And I used to overshare and tell people all sorts of things. And I've definitely changed from that version of myself, but I'm starting to understand it's that you will have these people that constantly evolve and grow with you who have watched and experienced the, the life, the trials, the tribulations, the celebrations with you. And it's just worked out. You have both calibrated together. And there will be a lot of people in your life who were there for a season and a chapter, and it is not bad. It is okay that that came to completion. It doesn't have to be full of drama, but when we can start detaching, when we can start identifying where we are being codependent and we can be truthful in how we feel and, our, and what we're thinking and, and just have that space held for us. That is a relationship and integrity. That is a relationship that is whole and that is audacious relationship. And that's what I crave for all of us. The third thing is wellness. And wellness is one that I teeter totter with a lot. And this is the one place where I self-sabotage, where I have self-limiting beliefs. And I've really come to a point where I see it very, very clearly. I see the loop that I've been participating in over and over and over again. It's really interesting because what I've realized is it's the one place where I feel like I, I don't have this all together. So it's like this piece of like humility almost that I've, I've held on to. Like it keeps me humble. <laughs> I'm really over it. I'm over that narrative and dialogue and I'm over that existence because I have been very partial in my wellness. I mean, how hard is it, Jen, to drink water and enough of it every day. This is not hard. This is not an inconvenience. This is intention. And this is very important for the type of world you're in. I'm holding multiple businesses, a podcast, a mom of four. I mean, there's a lot of things. Okay. That's just, those are the major components. There's a whole bunch of other components. And so I re am required to be at the most vibrant, healthy, well version of myself. That is a necessity because nothing else matters. Not my relationships, not myself, not my business. Nothing else matters if my health is suffering. So how are you partial in your wellness? Look at things like, do you punish yourself either with exercising or do you punish yourself with food? Do you cancel on yourself in working out or, you know, you said you were going to have celery juice and you didn't, or you said you were going to get up at 5am and you didn't. Do you withhold from yourself? Are you 
knowing that it's important to eat lunch, but you're not eating lunch because you think you're too busy today to do that. Where are you in a loop of partial wellness where it's like kind of good, kind of not? I feel like we almost flow into this with the 80-20 rule. And I'm all for 80-20. I'm all for having those moments where you just enjoy food and don't think about anything else, like just eat the cheesecake. I'm all for that. But I wonder sometimes if we're translating that into excuse, where we are skewing this into a way that is partial. I'm kind of healthy. What's kind of healthy? I had to ask myself that. Like, what does that even mean, Jen? It doesn't even sound good. As a matter of fact, I feel it like just, I'm being honest, it's unattractive, okay? Like, I feel like when I say that and I admit to that, that's not an attractive trait or or thing to say. Like, it's like, get yourself together, Jen. So for me, what I've realized is partial allows me to have some really good excuses, really good excuses. And it also holds me back. Here's the big thing I see with a lot of people I work with. It holds them back from doing social media. Oh, I don't want to do a brand photo shoot. Like I've, I've gained some weight or, oh, you know what? I'm not going to show up on stories because I haven't done my hair or, you know, we are forever looking for the excuse. So we're kind of doing things. We're not going all in on social media, our brand, meeting new people, seizing opportunities, going to the dinner party having people over. Why? Because we're feeling uncomfortable in our own skin. What would be on the other side of that? What would be audacious? And here's the big question I ask myself. What would I no longer tolerate? If I felt so comfortable in my own skin, and that's not a size, that's a feeling for me. And if I felt so confident and sexy and like, oh, I feel good and I feel energetic and vibrant and I'm like doing my hair and putting on a little bit of makeup and getting dressed and wearing a nice outfit. I know how I move through my day. I know what that calls in. And I would not tolerate saying no to opportunities. I would not tolerate myself sitting in comfies and like this whole thing that people do, the Wi-Fi life. Oh, you know, pajama bottoms and business on top. Are you for real? That's kind of. That's like confusing for your energy. Are we all in or are we comfortable today? Like, which one are we doing? Oh, we're both. So it's always this contrast, this duality. Get up and get dressed. Get up and get dressed. This is a part of wellness. And I wonder what we would no longer tolerate. I wonder how we would show up with full confidence if we gave it our all when it came to our wellness, the the way we move through our day, the intentions we set the the goals we set and our follow through on those things. What in the world? I think we would have so much energy. It would surprise us. I think people would be, I don't know what you take in terms of supplements, but whatever it is, get me some of that. I mean, we look at children and we're like, oh gosh, I wish I had their energy. We have that energy. It's just, we're doing things partially. We're kind of in the room but we're also thinking about the hundred things we need to do. We're kind of working out, but we skip a set. We're kind of eating well, but you know what? We won't talk about the chips and the wine at 10 o'clock. It's all this, this watered down version that I want us to shake ourselves out of. 
it's not about perfection either. This is about progression. It's moving forward. It's saying, this doesn't fit anymore. This had its place, or maybe I wasn't feeling very well. And so things kind of slacked for a second, but let's pick up the pieces and continue to move forward, my friends. This is leadership. This is when life feels so fulfilling because we actually witness what we're made of. The fourth pillar is business. This is a really big subject. I actually think maybe a separate masterclass because this is a bit of a disease. I can't tell you how many conversations I have in a week with people who negotiate the very thing that let them on fire. I, I do it too. So let's just call this all out. I'm, it's not, it's not like I'm immune. I'm definitely much better at it because of how long I've been doing things and the self-awareness I have and the experience I have, but I, I still see it slip in. And this is what it can look like. You have an idea. Maybe you're a coach or in something where you offer service. And you know, when you wake up and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, this is my next program. I know exactly what I want to teach. And you feel so excited. Like the whole world just stopped for a moment because this is the most beautiful thing you've ever thought of. You're so pumped up. You get the marketing done. You launch that program out and nobody buys right away. And what do we do? Nobody bought it. It's been two hours. Nobody bought it. I was so sure the world was going to want this. I was so sure my community was going to be excited about this. Maybe I, I priced it wrong. I'll, I'll do a sale or maybe I just stop talking about it and I'll just, people will forget. And we take people on these roller coaster rides with us of these big, exciting highs and then whoo, these big dips. We don't follow through on our launch with the energy we started with. A launch deserves the same energy at the end as it did in the beginning. And I, I've done this. I understand. I get it because we have expectations, but the expectation is incorrect. I'm going to call us out. The expectation is people are going to buy this from us. Why? Because that will validate our idea. Instead, I believe our expectation should be upon ourselves. How committed and convicted are you on this program? How sure are you that you know exactly what to teach them, that they have a big result, and it's going to be the best investment they've ever made? And if you are sure about that, it doesn't matter if two people buy or 200 people buy, because the thing is, it's just the first round. It's just the first time, or maybe it's the third time. But are you in this for the long haul or are you in this for spurts of ego and spurts of excitement? Because you're taking your entire community on this literal roller coaster of highs and lows with you and it breaks trust. They don't know if they can fully trust you. Is she in? I think she's in, but I don't know. Like she got really quiet and I don't know, maybe this isn't the right time for me to come in. We're full of excuses. We're full of comparison. Guys, please, in your businesses, let's get it together. Let's be all in or not. Because the partial part of us in business is taking other people on a trip. They don't deserve that. 
what they deserve is really beautiful leadership. It's again, never perfect, but it's always about doing things better today than you did yesterday. And instead of thinking, what if this launch doesn't work? What if it does? The same thing goes with any business. What if I launch this business? It doesn't work. What if it does? What if I ask this person to join my team and they say, no, nothing changed. You're still in the exact same place you were. We get so sucked in and suckered in to what ifs. And it only takes one what if. And it's the what if it works to give us enough of a glimpse of hope and excitement and vision to follow through. Our businesses are precious. There is a large level of personal responsibility. It is nobody else's. The expectations and the standards are ours to carry, not to put onto other people. So where are you partial? Where are you being just okay? Where is it in your business that you are excusing yourself or you're blaming or you're justifying? If I hear one more of you blame your children for why you're not successful, I'm going to come over there. It's not fair. That is not for your kids to carry for you. And I'm telling you as a mom of four, you can make it work and you can make it work really well. And every day is going to be totally different. But as an entrepreneur, isn't that what we thrive on? If we liked consistency, routines, schedules, being told what to do, we would be sitting in a cubicle right now at a job collecting a paycheck that we know it's going to be X amount every two weeks. These are our hours. These are the expectations. You clock in, you clock out, you come home. But as an entrepreneur, that doesn't speak to us. That's not what we're signing up for. We're signing up for the excitement, the thrill of everything being different all the time, of new challenge, of new experiences, of seeing ourselves follow through and, and ah, the joy in that. No day is the same. As a mompreneur, you know this. You know this. Child's sick. Somebody had a bad day at school. You didn't put the right lunch together. I mean, how, <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's one of the first things here every day. You didn't put this in my lunch. Or I didn't have enough in my lunch. And here I am growing million dollar businesses <laughs> during the day and, you know, packing lunches at night. This is nothing to hold us back. This is, this is joyful. This is fulfillment. This is abundance. This is an incredible life. So let's have the audacity to own that and be proud of it and not use it as our very excuse not to. And last, but certainly not least, and probably besides yourself, the most important thing is your spirituality. Where are you being partial in your spiritual practices, in your connection to something other than yourself? This life is confusing and lonely and often treacherous when we don't have a solid belief in something more than ourselves. We feel lonely. We feel insignificant. We question everything. But when you lean in and soak in 
the knowing that you are fiercely and unconditionally loved, it adds a blankie, a weighted blanket, a comfortable pillow for you to land all the time. Most of us are either disowning our spirituality because we're connecting it to religion. That's another masterclass for another day. I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about source. I'm not talking about organized religion. And your experience in that is not the only experience you will ever have if you give it a chance. We hide or we call it in inconvenience. Have you ever done that when things aren't going well, you start to pray and you realize, oh my gosh, I haven't prayed in like a year. And you realize, oh, I didn't even pray when all these great things were happening. Or we dim it down. We don't want to talk about it because, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to talk about spirituality because I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody's feelings. And here's the really interesting thing. And this is where I feel very audacious. I do not feel partial in my spirituality, but I work with, I believe, if not all, many, many, many religious backgrounds. I have clients from all over the world with all different types of beliefs. And I firmly believe I've never offended them. If I have, I certainly don't know about it. And you know why? It's because when we're being honest, And when we all can remember at the core of everything is love, when we can realize what, you know, one person believes, maybe not what you believe, but again, when we come down to the essence of that, the core belief, we share the same, we can stop being so quiet. We can stop dimming it. We can stop disowning it. And we can start really playing and really leaning into that relationship because the only person we're offending by hiding, dimming, separating is ourselves, your soul. Your soul is watered down, is stifled, is not feeling seen, is not able to be audacious and show you what you're capable of if you are not leaning heavily, fully committed into your spirituality connecting to something bigger than yourself. You see the world with a totally different perspective and a totally different set of eyes. People become spiritual beings for you where you realize when somebody lashes out on you, that is not their spirit and soul. That's not love. That was fear. What does that do? It gives you compassion. What does that do? It helps you understand. It doesn't allow, it doesn't give them allowance to be like that. It doesn't give you, you know, this thing where you're just going to accept anything that comes at you. It's not that it's an understanding. It's a gentleness. It's an ability to see the gold, even in the people that you got to really dig to find the gold. And that is one of the most beautiful qualities you can have in yourself where people are in your presence and they feel how genuine and sincere you are, that they feel you care deeply. That is breathtaking. That's when people start to come and come in hordes and want to be around you and soak you in because they feel different when they're in your presence. It's, it's hard to articulate. They can't even necessarily communicate it. 
It's just the way they feel. And that is somebody who is deeply connected to their spirituality. When you realize you are unconditionally loved, you no longer look for other people to give that or fulfill that within you. There have been times in my life where I have felt, how can you not unconditionally love me? I feel judged by the person who I feel would be the last person in the world that would want to judge me. And it breaks my heart and it breaks my spirit and it breaks my trust with people. Can you relate? Where it's like, you're the one person who's supposed to always think I'm beautiful and perfect and wonderful. But they're a human too. And I realized it's those moments when I'm looking outside of myself for that unconditional love, that feeling that I will always be left disappointed. And that's not their fault. It's actually mine because I looked outside. It's all within me. That unconditional love, that feeling of total acceptance, that feeling of home, that feeling of peace, it lies within my friends. So to move from partial to audacious spirituality is to come home and come in and spend a lot of time there. It is not a waste of time. It is not that your life is too busy for those quiet moments. As a matter of fact, if you don't do it, if you don't, everything will start to spiral and lots of things won't make sense. When you spend time in quiet and stillness and prayer and meditation, you get a lot of clarity and you get a lot of simplicity and a whole lot of compassion for yourself and for others. And that's what creates really beautiful living. I wanted to cover these five pillars because you can now take them and say to yourself, where am I partial or where am I tolerating partial? And why is this happening? Where is this happening? What can I do to change this, mold this, shift this? And where can I be more of myself in who I'm being for me, in my relationships, in my health, in my business, in my spirituality? How can I give, be, do more of me? That is not ego. That is not boastful. That is not self-centered. That's called self love. And when we have the audacity to do that, the whole world, especially those closest to us, benefit. People will calibrate to the level you are. You will see things change and you will manifest and you will experience people and circumstances and opportunities in such a different way. And then you'll start to realize that what you were waiting for the whole time was you. The whole time you thought, if only I had this, then I could. If only this person were more supportive, then I could. If only I had more confidence, then I could. If only I looked thinner, then I could. If only my business was more successful, then I could. If only I felt more love, then I could. Every single answer to the then I coulds came back to you. So where can you start to stand up, show up and be a 
audacious today? And are you willing? Do you have the guts? Because it's not comfortable. This is not the comfort zone. But what you'll start to realize as you do it and practice it more and more, you'll see, oh, wait, it is the comfort zone. This is where I feel most alive. The courage to stand in what is humming inside of us and reject any spewed projections or worries is audacious. Being more afraid of not giving your all and being your all should be scarier than perceived or worried disappointment or failure. Stop being ashamed and afraid of your story, my friends. This is your edge. This is your edge. This is your superpower. This is where you get to see and reveal yourself. So have the audacity to stop participating in the mundane, in the existence that so many others choose. Stop the victimhood. Stop the martyrism and step into empowerment, personal power, conviction. Move daily towards the things you desire more of. And when you do that, remember that it desires more of you so you can receive it. Let's go make it a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Becoming Iconic, the Masterclass. You being here really matters to me. Generosity is a core belief and value of this brand. And I wanted to give you three simple ways of being that and leading that right now in your life. Number one is leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. This is a beautiful way of extending this podcast out to the world and new faces and heartbeats learning about it. Number two is sharing on your social media. Please make sure to tag me, Becoming Iconic, and I'll be sure to reach share you and just keep the love going. And number three is cut and paste this link into a text and send it to somebody specific who came to mind as you were listening. Maybe there was somebody who you felt would really benefit from this conversation. That's such a beautiful way of sharing with someone else and also sharing this podcast. Please know that generosity is also something I model all the time. And we have the Manifestation in Motion course for free for you over the Becoming Iconic website. It's becomingiconic.co.co. It's sitting there waiting for you. Five recorded modules, downloadables, and it is so sacred and special to me because this is the course that I taught right before my social media was hacked and taken away. And because of this course, I was able to capture so many memories and photos and all the beautiful value I put out. So it didn't feel like a total loss when that happened. It's really a beautiful way of manifesting in your life and these beautiful rituals to support you in that. I appreciate you being here. You matter to me. This matters to me. And now we are called in to go and make it a great day.